Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. We are joined again by Ashley Logston. She is a family of five. They are currently unschooling, RVing the United States full-time since October 2016. Ashley is a relationship coach who works with families to shift from chaos and reaction mode to living a life with intention, not waiting for one day, and celebrating how the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us. With her blogs, online courses, business and family coaching, and weekly podcasts with her husband Nathan as co-host, she shares about how their travels and shares about their travels and gives practical personality-focused insights into how to create that family atmosphere that you love and come love to come home to and live the life you all thrive in. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Thanks for having me back. Ashley, in the last episode, we talked a lot about the importance of family. This time, let's talk a little bit about building a successful business. One of the best things that we can do for our business is putting ourselves in the right mindset. And that starts really early in your day so that we can have the energy to focus on the day, to focus on the challenges, and everything else that's going on. So what are some of your morning routines that you do so that you can wake up with energy to accomplish the day? Oh, I know that for some people, you know, rituals are really powerful for getting started. And sometimes I think we can, um, we can sabotage it by kind of going from one extreme to the other. So we've had no routine and all of a sudden, okay, now I'm going to make this the year of success. So starting January 1st, I'm going to get up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm going to work out for an hour. I'm going to read or do my meditation. And you go through and you, you super schedule out your full morning. And it can end up being more of a pressure or a stress to do it to where you know you, you fall off the wagon once and you don't and you don't stick with it. So um, for for creating habits and looking for ones that last, I usually look at adding you know maybe one thing in at a time, and I look for having at it for a period that is maybe for for a month I will do this, or for sixty days I will do this. Not for this is going to be my future indefinitely. So I try to look for ways to, um, to make it a little bit more fail safe so that um, I will stick with it. And right now, I mean, we switch up some things in our morning routine, <laughs> something that's been consistent ever since we have, oh man, even before we hit the road is just the simple act of making coffee. Um, we have a little stovetop espresso and we have our almond milk and our little Ikea frother and we have it all ready the night before. And um, we always, it's kind of just, it's kind of just a policy that we will, um, that we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll make our coffee right after we wash out the, the, 
dish the night before, you know, we'll make our coffee, have it ready and have it sitting out. And it seems like something super minor, but just the act of waking up and being able to set it on the stove immediately um, saves us time in the morning. And it's not me, you know, trying to look and measure coffee in the dark while I've got kids sleeping because we're in small quarters or anything like that. So it's just a little thing of bookending and preparing. And just the that the, the aspect of doing it the night before puts our mind thinking about what's coming up the next morning. Mm. So we talk about it and we always discuss the night before, yeah, what's coming up the next day, what we're going to plan for. Um, and like right now, there's that glass bowl I was worried about a minute. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go All right. Go on. <laughs> All right. No life here. <laughs> exactly. So for so for now, one of the things that we are adding in, because we're in a situation, we're in an, an area where it's easy to do this, is typically we have a morning walk. So we bookend our days with morning and evening walks to kind of walk things out and keep going. We're good. Okay. And enjoy <clears throat> and be able to um, to just kind of have that be where we start our day and end our day to talk and kind of talk about what the day is the day is and allow me to not just go immediately into work mode. And that's something that, you know, I will gravitate to going to the extreme where I'm starting earlier and earlier. And I've found that it can be way more powerful um, if I actually am if I actually allow for that little bit of time first where we don't have. Um. <laughs> we are a mess over here. <laughs> just so all listeners know, it's 630 in the morning and the kids are just waking up and we're a little discombobulated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so sometimes we're navigating around kids, sometimes we're not. <laughs> And, um, and being prepared, just kind of knowing what the day has and knowing if it's a matter of this is a where we have one person on kids and one person not, or um, whether we're able to work with the, um, or, or kind of be, being prepared about what our day is and just discussing it, communicating it and having a few little things can really help with setting the, the rudder for what the day will be like. I love that. So it's a lot more about setting yourself up for success and planning for success beforehand. That way you don't end up, uh, you know, unorganized and, and, and chaotic in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, some, some great tips there. So as we're moving to the, uh, the, the business side, if someone is just starting their business, what are some of the best strategies uh, to start coming up with some like, you know, some great business ideas and start planning their day so that they can organize their, their thoughts and, and organization and, and, and getting their stuff down. Well, um, so you are familiar and I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with the 48 days principles, which is my father, Dan Miller. I think we talked about this last time. And um, one of the things he lays out is even a 15 hour work week. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be that you allot 15 hours, but when he did that, he kind of laid out some percentages as to how much time you use in um, let's say business building versus content creation versus sales and marketing. And I think that is the most critical part, not necessarily that 
um, it, it's more about kind of understanding your formula that with whatever amount of time that you have for your business, how are you being intentional with your time and blocking it off? Because you can, especially when you're first starting a business, um, there's a few, few pitfalls that can happen. One of them is trying to master everything at once. And so as you start your business, you realize, well, I have to have a whole social media presence and I have to have a whole developed website and I need to get my business cards and my branding and my logo and yep. I have to be set up with the state. And all of a sudden you have so many different moving parts that um, it can be really overwhelming and you aren't quite sure how to get started or you can end up getting so stuck in the weeds with say that one website page that you cannot move forward with it. So, um, so keeping being clear on kind of how much time is best spent in each area is really important. Another thing people will do is get that information overload. So they spend all of their time gathering knowledge without making space for the true application in their lives. So, um, so really, I, kind of looking at those, breaking apart your business for the part that is building your business, which would be your content creation and your business building, the logistical setup aspects of it. Um, you know, some of it's going to be that, but you also have to make sure that you're doing just, you, you are allotting time, specifically allotting time for working directly with your audience and marketing and getting face to face with people. So. Um, a big part is first off regulating kind of how much time you spend in each area so you don't go down the bunny trail of just admin or just gathering knowledge. And the second part is making sure that you can have some clear boundaries around it. As an entrepreneur, a lot of times with that beautiful aspect of we work from home and we can work anytime, it <laughs> uh, can be super overrated, especially when you have small children at home. And <laughs> yeah. It can. It can be really hard because now all of a sudden you are not only the business, but you're the daycare because you're trying to be full on for kids and full on for work. And it can be really hard to navigate it. So that's where in um, for us, it has really been a tag team approach. It's either we've had outside care that has come into our house a few times a week that we've had as a consistent, you know, babysitter or nanny for the kids where they have some time where they've got somebody with focused attention on them and I can be fully focused on work or um, on the road. Oftentimes, you know, it's just Nathan and I uh, kind of, you know, Nathan supporting me on that when I have to work, then he's on with the kids. Um, But being very clear on that. And so the girls know that if, you know, if my door is closed or if I've got headphones on, that's a biggie for us. Um, Because oftentimes I do, if we're in a small quarters, I'd like to work beyond just my bedroom here. So, um, so oftentimes it's, you know, if I have headphones in, then you can't come walking up to me and talking. I can't hear you. Assume that I am working and I'm unattached if I, or, you know, I'm unengaged in this right now, if I've got my headphones on. So having a few quick parameters, so then we start to train our kids even that, okay, just because mommy is present doesn't mean mommy's present. And so, um, you know, in order for me to be fully engaged, um, you know, when it's time for family, then you have to respect that I have to have this time, you know, it's different than kids are always my top priority. I love you. And I'm always going to put my computer down. Yeah. But if you work from home, <laughs> that yeah. could mean that you only get 10 minutes of computer time a week and that's not going to help for your business. 
So having some clear lines around it and then being true to that and saying, okay, now I shut off work. I'm done. And I'm going to now recharge with my family is super important because it's just as important to schedule in the big work times. It's just as important to schedule in those rest times and those times where you say, I am off. I'm not working right now. So. Awesome. I, I, <laughs> I think there's a lot in that that can really be pulled for, you know, especially those of us who are still working day jobs mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to balance that time, <laughs> you know, um, and we're going to talk more about that 15 hours. But first, before that, I want to ask you about how you schedule your time. Like, do you schedule, we've heard some people say schedule every minute. We've heard some people say block your days. Uh -huh. What, 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 what do you follow? <laughs> well, you know, that actually, I mean, that brings up a good idea because, or a good, it's a good segue into how different personality styles are going to deal with this differently. Mm -hmm. Every personality style is going to have a different approach and is going to need and be recharged in different ways. So you may have a personality style that's really driven by achievements and accomplishments. And um, that would be me. <laughs> so for me, with um, having a, a high D personality style and being really driven by achievement, achievements and accomplishments and wanting to really um, have fun with my high I personality style and connect with people, for me, I really like to block my schedule where I book into the front part of the week. And so the front part of the week is super busy workaholic type workaholic time where I will, I mean, there are times where, yeah, I will say, Hey, I'm working all the way through today. I'm not stopping for lunch. And I really do spend a full day at the computer for Monday and Tuesday. That works for me. It works for my personality because by Tuesday afternoon, I'm like, ah, oh, I've accomplished so much. I'm, you know, I'm on top of the world. I'm doing great. I've got so much more of the week left where it's more just kind of handling things as they come in because I've been so proactive on the beginning of the week. That's one way of approaching things. Mm -hmm. And that will work for my personality style. Now, if my husband were to do the same thing by Wednesday, he would be so drained. He'd be no fun for the rest of the week because it would be, because that doesn't fit his personality style. For him, it's going to be, okay, I'm going to have, you know, an hour of focus time and then I'm going to take 30 minutes and go play. And then I'm going to have an hour of focus time and then I'm going to take 15 minutes or whatever. Um, so for him, it's going to be a little bit more of a balance between the two. You have somebody that is a high C personality and who really loves a lot of structure and systems. Um, you know, creating a schedule and having that to stick with it can be a beautiful thing. And it's not necessarily you have to schedule everything in. And I would not recommend that, especially for parents of young children, because <laughs> you know that that's going to immediately get thrown out the window. Yep. The first time the 18 month old decides to chuck a glass bowl across the room, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. so, um, so in those, you know, write them in, write them in sand, but write them down. Like get, get, still come up with a schedule that you think will work. That is a loose schedule that will work for the majority of the time. And this is one of those aspects. I feel like I have referenced a lot lately, the concept of meditation, mm. where when you are meditating, it is not, you stop all thoughts, but it is that some thoughts are going to come and go, just let them flow and don't hold on to them. We're focusing on meditation. You know, you'll feel some thoughts. Don't punish yourself for that. You just let them flow through. Same thing when it comes with creating 
a schedule, when it comes with negative self-talk and limiting beliefs in our entrepreneurial world, there's so many different aspects. You can use that same principle. You're not going to get it right every time. You're not going to be completely spot on your schedule every time when you have young children at home. That's a given. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's rare for us to do it, even if you don't. So um, know that you won't get it right all the time. But if you let it just flow and say, okay, well, I'll do it better. You know, I'll do it again tomorrow. Um, that's where you can still stay consistent with your habits. Give yourself some grace in the process. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. With with, with kids, especially young kids, you've got to you you you've got to be able to you know, just kind of roll with the punches. And when they need or desire that time, you know, especially with younger kids where they don't understand that those boundaries yet, you've got to you know understand and and, and sometimes you've got to give them that fifteen minutes. That way you can mm-hmm. get back and and work on the 30 minutes. So I absolutely love that. So as we're rolling along, let's talk about those 15 hours. I know that's kind of a staple in your business and your dad's business. And you talk about 15 hours is all it takes in order to get your business up off the ground so that you can move into it full time. How are those 15 hours divided up and why is it important to work on Mm -hmm. each segment for that amount of time? All right. Um, and I do want to stress again that we use 15 hours, just like just like in 48 days in dad's business, we use the concept of 48 days. It doesn't mean that there is some magic in 15 hours or 48 days. And that if you have only 13 hours, your business won't succeed. Or if you have 25, that you have to pull back. This is simply a framework of reference. Apply the, you know, apply the, the mathematical equation for what works for your life. Um, it's not about the exact numbers. It's about pacing yourself really more than anything else. So when I talk about, when we talk about 15 hours, we break it down by three hours, five hours, four hours, three hours. So you have two, three hour slots, two, one, four hour slot, one five hour slot. And those, um, will break down into three hours or 20% of your time is spent reading, studying, and gathering new knowledge. So really soaking in and becoming an expert in your area. Another three hours, excuse me, actually I'm gonna go in this order. Three hours is reading, studying, and gathering new knowledge. And then after that, five hours, five hours of your time is on content creation. This is where you're working on your book or your courses or your coaching packages. So this is about, 33% of your time, and I say coaching packages uh, because obviously I'm doing this working with coaches because we talk about this a lot for our coaches in 48 days, but um, it can be, you know, creating your, whatever your product is, your services, your, your product, whatever it is that you are selling. Then four hours of that time or 27% of it is working directly with clients. And for those of you who say, well, I don't have any clients yet working directly with those people you view as potential clients. It is still, it's going out there and it's connecting and engaging with people. If you are looking at starting, you know, if you're building a new business, there is that element of fake it till you make it. Like put the hat on instead of saying, um, for example, with me, instead of me saying, I'm going, I'm training to be a coach or I'm going to be a coach. It is, I am a coach. And this is, these are my packages. Because eventually you have to get to that point of flipping the script of saying, not just I'm going to be, but this is what I am. This is what I offer. So if you can practice that, 
and kind of practice that working with clients and going ahead and putting that hat on as if you already are in a successful business, that can be really significant. And this is an area that a lot of people don't do when they're first starting out as an entrepreneur. They, uh, they feel like they don't have clients yet. So they don't spend any time acting as if they do. And by the time they get a client, they, they don't quite have the confidence to pitch themselves well. Mm -hmm. So that'd be five hours, then four hours, or four hours, four hours working directly with the clients. And then the last three hours or the last 20% is marketing efforts to build your brand and reputation. And that goes into that element of creating trust and rapport. How do people know who you are? How are they going to know, like, and trust you, which is 40% of the sales process. So important in the sales process because it doesn't matter how great your product is. If I don't you know, know you and like you and trust you, I, I'm not going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that time to establish the relationships, to build some consistency. How are you consistently getting um, under, you know, in the eyes of, the, of your target audience? Mm -hmm. I, I like that how that's separated out. I, I've definitely been stuck in the the learning phase for it feels like forever. <laughs> and um yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting what you said about um if you don't have clients yet, you know, and um I would have thought that you would spend that time in the marketing, but that was actually a separate one. So I, I uh -huh. like how that's separated out. And yeah, that's that's good. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.